Um, hi. Happy New Year, kind of. It's March. Long time no listen. We're sorry we took a little hiatus, like holidays and mental health issues and traveling and all that good stuff. Um, but we're back. Um, so we're sorry it's taken us so long to get back on track, but we're here. Um, so, uh, yeah, welcome to the ENJ show. I'm Emily. I'm Justin, and I never left. I was always here. He was always here. Um, and this is a podcast about dating, sex, the pop culture of our youth, food farming, and how we're navigating this crazy little thing called life. Um, so how have your months here been? Oh, they've been fine. Um, it's it's mostly been work and personal projects. Uh, I think last time or the previous episode to that, um, I mentioned that I do a radio show. And so that has continued as a weekly thing. And so uh, in the absence of doing the podcast, I've been doing that and quite a lot of it. So that's been keeping me pretty stable. Um, otherwise, yeah, work, new semester, you know, um, not a lot to report a year into COVID, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, on my end, like I have been, as you know, traveling and, um, traveling all over the country, um, all the way to Hawaii. And we will also get into that later. Um, I started some classes at Harvard Extension. I dropped one of those classes. Um, I started dating someone. I stopped dating someone. Yeah, a lot's been going on. So, but yeah, still COVID. Yeah. So I think we recorded the last time in early December, if I'm remembering correctly. Early mid. Early yeah. mid. Okay. Before the holidays. Before the holidays. And then um, on December 23rd, I flew out to San Diego to spend the holidays with my best friend and her family and her boyfriend. And um, so I was out in San Diego for two weeks, mostly... Like, I did see her and her family often, but I also was doing a lot of solo traveling, like hiking and just kind of exploring the city and seeing if it was... I've been trying to, like, see where I want to live next after Boston, um, and so I was kind of just exploring and seeing if this was, like, a viable place for me. Um, and, you know, just thinking about West Coast versus East Coast... Not just mentality, but like how the cities are designed, like the West is very spread out and you have to drive everywhere. Um, so I, um, I was kind of thinking about how I love the walkability of the East Coast. Um, but I do love like, and I'd never been to Southern California before, but I loved like the weather obviously was beautiful and all the amazing plant life, like they just have like cactuses and succulents and birds of paradise just like growing in their yards and um but like so I did love that but like the needing to drive everywhere 
was kind of a big no-no for me. Um, and well, then some- and that's that's something I think about, and that's not even just West Coast, but certainly, say you want to stick in New England and you go to Vermont or New Hampshire, and yeah, yeah, it's true. Most places there, main same thing. There are not too many places yeah, that are that are not urban that you can walk or bike. You know. Exactly. You have to live in the megalopolis of the East Coast in order to be able to, like, bike or take the train or walk somewhere. If you're out in the boonies, you obviously have to drive, too. And that's that's more of an American thing. I mean, you go to Europe and they understand the value of bicycling and public transport. Yeah. Uh, The way America was laid out. And when it was laid out, it's all about cars, unfortunately. Yeah, even though it's like we have trains, um, they just don't. They're, they're just ex- worse than the rest of the world's trains. Yeah, um, and now that no one takes them, they're really expensive. Um, but I felt really disconnected from nature in California in a way that I wasn't expecting to. Um, and maybe it's because I was like in the more arid desert place and I'm used to the northeast lots of trees and greenery especially in the spring and summer and early fall um but it's it's very very sprawly it's just like all the way like and I didn't go all the way to LA because I just felt like I didn't need to see it but LA is its own thing it's just all suburbs and it just goes on and on and on and on, and there's just like McDonald's everywhere and in and out, which is fine. But like Jack in the Box, Jack in the Box, and the beaches are stunning. The water was really cold, so I didn't go in. Um, like it's beautiful, it really is beautiful. But I just like could not see myself living there, and I was actually like a little bummed out while I was there thinking about that. Um, well, there is something, at least for me, I remember when I visited L.A., which, again, L.A., from my experience and from talking to people that have lived in Southern California and L.A., um, you know, they, they really just do seem like two separate. There's L.A. and then mm. there's Southern California. But I remember going there, and I was there for maybe a week and a half or something. And, like, every day was perfect and beautiful. Yeah. And... Um, I actually started getting sick of it because mm. it was just too much sun. Like it was great. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too humid. It was, it was ideal, but I just wanted some variety. And yeah, that, that thing that you mentioned about like lack of trees and stuff, like that was really weird where you kind of, you look up and there isn't that amount of vegetation we have here in New England. You exactly. have palm trees and you have With more, you have more arid stuff, but it's not, um, it's not the same, obviously. I'm used to pines and firs and maples and all of that. And when you're when you're going through, like some of the hills there, and it's mostly kind of shrub type vegetation rather exactly. than trees. Yeah, because it's, it's deserty. Exactly. Um, but it, it's weird how, from my perception as being from the East Coast, um, the type of sameness we have here with trees and the like uh that sameness would probably be off-putting to someone from the west coast but for me going to the west coast what their type of vegetation they had 
um, it wasn't as exciting for me. It, it, yeah, it was kind of, I think yeah. it's just different. I think like that's kind of what I've been realizing as I've been traveling recently to places outside of New England is just like, I, yeah, I'm not excited by it, as you say, but I think also I'm just not used to it. Like, I don't want to scratch it off just because like it's uncomfortable for me because it's new or something because like I don't know maybe I could get used to that kind of uh environment that ecosystem but it definitely was you know it's it's all a culture shock really um I like you I love pine trees I love oak trees you know California has pin oaks but it's not the same and northern California has lots of pine trees but right um but yeah, um, and then after I spent like a week and a half, two weeks in California, I went to the big island of Hawaii um, after New Year's, but um, there was some drama with that because I had to first, I couldn't get the test, the COVID test that I needed in order to get to Hawaii in California because they're only doing rapid tests unless you like book really far in advance because especially in Southern California when I was there, they were like in crisis mode, COVID crisis mode, like things were really bad. So I had to like fly somewhere else to get a COVID test just to go to Hawaii. So I ended up flying to Dallas, Fort Worth, um, getting a COVID test there and having a layover for like a night and then flying to Hawaii after that. And that took, so I missed like a day and a half of Hawaii, which was really, really stressful at the time and expensive. But I finally got to Hawaii and then me and my friend Ella spent eight days in Hawaii together and Hawaii is just like I've always wanted to go to Hawaii since I was a little girl and you always hear things about how beautiful Hawaii is and we went to like the big island which is different because like I guess a lot of people on vacation go to Maui um and some people go to Honolulu which is on Oahu um yeah, I think a lot of people that go to Hawaii just go to Oahu and they hang yeah. out. They hang out at the resort the whole time, which is so strange. But yeah, like, that that culture is big enough that Hawaii's tourism industry is really geared towards that. So it yeah, makes, it makes money. And the Big Island is covered in resorts too, especially on the Kona Kailua side, which is um, like I think it's the south west but don't quote me on that and my friend and i were staying in hilo which is on the other side of the island and um there aren't really resorts there it's more of like a towny town it's it's pretty poor it's pretty um the town itself is like pretty full of homeless people and the, you know they have hawaii is poor and there's definitely a, a class divide that's pretty insane but also covid has um, caused like a lot of people to lose their jobs because a lot of people have jobs in the travel industry and people aren't traveling as much. Um, but you know, beyond, so that shocked me. I mean, you know, that's always really surprising when you see pictures of a place and it's like paradise and then you go there and it's like, it's kind of that classic thing where it's like, it's paradise for the wealthy people who get to go there. It's not as much of a paradise for the people who live there and, have to make a living and the real estate is extremely expensive and right and because it's, it's covid 
yeah i mean living there as like a native to hawaii yeah. or just a younger person is very different from yeah i'm a i'm a rich wealthy person and or celebrity and i want to have my third house here or i want to retire here and live the good life i mean those yeah are two very different worlds yeah and as like especially ella my friend who's this very tall blonde french person uh, with like a thick french accent like we we got a lot of stares when we were at certain places because you know people don't love local uh, people don't the look some locals don't love visitors you know because they feel like it's their island and it is and that's their right and i really respect that um but yeah so beyond that it's as i said it's absolutely gorgeous people there are mostly incredibly nice um we saw we went on cruises like little cruises we we went on like uh we went kayaking we swam every single day went to like a million different beaches we saw sea turtles we saw dolphins we saw whales we saw cute hawaiian guys um and it was just a lot of fun. It was just really, really fun. And I felt really happy when I was there. And then I came back and I just like totally crashed and just like had this really nasty depressive episode. Um, and, you know, I've kind of been in and out of that the last couple of weeks um, and like having anxiety too. I think like when I was there, I didn't think much about the future and like what this year 2021 was going to be. Um, and in Hawaii, you know, things are really open and like, yes, COVID exists and people are wearing masks and everything, but there were only four cases in the entire state while we were there. So like it wasn't as big of a deal. And then when I came back to, you know, the lower 48 to Massachusetts, I really felt isolated and in a way that I hadn't since the beginning of COVID. And it almost felt to me like COVID had started all over again. And it really bummed me out. And I just like didn't want to go back to living the way that we're all living right now. And and you were also, I think it's important to mention, you were gone for a month. And I was gone for and a month. That's yeah. a long time to be away, especially when you're in a place like Hawaii, where, as you say, four cases for the entire state. Yeah. Everyone's it's behaving. Beautiful it's and gorgeous. Hot. It's like you, you've reached the last bastion of free civilization in a way. Yeah. And it's like perpetually summer. And then I come back and it's, you know, mid January and it's cold and it's Boston. I'm just like, this fucking sucks um and then you know after some conversations with different people i decided to like book some more trips because i didn't i don't have anything else going on right now besides this one harvard class that i'm taking that i really really do love that's on chocolate and the um sort of like the politics of food and uh how racism and like race inequality has played a part in the development of chocolate and sugar as like part of our culture and that's all really fascinating and I really really do love that class um but yeah I was like uh you know I had applied to the University of New Mexico which I think I mentioned last podcast episode and 
I decided to go to Albuquerque to go check it out, um, the campus and everything. I hadn't heard back yet. I still haven't heard back, but I went to Albuquerque and then I was going to go to Tucson. And then in April, I'm supposed to go back to Hawaii, but this time I'm going to Honolulu and then I'll go to Davis in Northern California to visit my best friend. But um, yeah, so, you know, I got back and then two weeks later, I decided to go on another trip. So, uh, and then I went to Albuquerque and I just absolutely hated it. I hated it so much and I was still depressed and I had just started taking antidepressants and they weren't working for me. Well, and you had read prior to going that Albuquerque wasn't quite as nice as, say, Santa Fe is. Yeah, uh, I knew. But it's always a difference of reading something versus actually experiencing it and then experiencing it with the addition of COVID and, you know, how, how that has impacted yes. uh, the local economy or just things right. being open or not. So yeah. you got a um, double whammy there. If you're from New England, like the way I can describe Albuquerque is like, it's kind of like Springfield or Worcester, but bigger and like in the desert, it's just like very bleak. It's pretty poor. From what I've heard, the job opportunities are few and far between. There's a lot of, like, addicts on the street. I know um, you said that that um, rent is really low there. but Rent is pro- really, really low. There's probably a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. And New Mexico itself, like, I've, I had never been to New Mexico. I went to Arizona, like, a year ago. Like, yesterday was when I was in Arizona, leaving for Arizona. It's, um... It's really, it's more desert than anything I've experienced before. And I really, I've been to the desert, I've been to deserts, I usually like deserts, but this was bleak. This was like no trees, no really any foliage whatsoever. Like, you know, I, I did some drives out into the desert from the city and from Santa Fe and it was just barren, barren landscape. Like I, as I was looking around, like all I could think was like, it looks like a bomb went off out here. Like it looks like it is void of life, which of course it's not because there's life everywhere. And I'm sure there's little lizards and bugs and things out there in the wilderness, but it's just, it's a wasteland and it is beautiful but having felt like i do and did and then also being out there in this like wasteland i was really really in a bad place and i decided to end my trip early and not go to tucson and tucson will be there later and just come home and i don't regret that at all and I'm really happy to be back and looking for jobs and trying to figure out what's next and getting ready to apply for more schools next you know next fall and um really excited about my Harvard class like I said so yeah it's been a whirlwind I am burned out I don't want to travel again for a little while though I am going to Hawaii in two months um, so hopefully I'll be ready for that, but I need a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, so while you were there, um, 
I was reminded there's a really good Neil Young song called Albuquerque. And it's not a very positive look at Albuquerque. Uh, the way he writes about it um, is about Albuquerque as basically a place to get away from society uh-huh. <laughs> because there's nothing there. And he wrote it during a period of um, very deep depression and kind of existential crisis. Mm. And the whole, the whole thing is about going to Albuquerque and maybe visiting Santa Fe, but just kind of disappearing off the face of the earth. And so I'd been yep. listening to that and I was saying, hmm, that kind of sounds accurate. And then, yep. and then when you were still there, uh, at the time of recording, um, I guess it was two weeks ago then, yeah. uh, a new album from Nick Cave came out and he's got a song on there also titled Albuquerque. And at first I was saying, oh, is this going to be a cover? No, it's his own song about Albuquerque with <laughs> the same idea yeah. of um, Albuquerque. The way he writes about it is less of like, a place who'd really want to go to but just a place and yeah the, the song uh thematically talks about how you know nick cave is a musician he every year he goes on tour and goes everywhere from like czechoslovakia to uh albuquerque basically um, right and how you can't do that this year and so even if you really wanted to go to albuquerque it's not really in the cards and so i was listening wow. to both i was listening to both of these songs at the time that you were there and i i wanted to send them to you but i also knew i was like she's not having a good time there so i don't want to exacerbate this problem yeah but i i was just like what are the odds that these two songs just kind of like fall down into my lap at the time that you're going through this horrible experience yeah and like <laughs> i posted on Instagram, I think when I got back that I was just like, I did not like this place. Um, I didn't say that I had left early or anything, but I just, you know, posted pictures of basically being in my Airbnb because I loved my Airbnb. It was really cool. It was really funky and like southwesterny and there was oriental rugs everywhere and just like art of New Mexico all over the walls. And I, I mostly just like hid in there and did my homework and like didn't go outside because I was depressed. But um, but someone commented who I know from my, you know, my art days and was just like, hey, this happened to me. I applied to the University of New Mexico and went to Albuquerque and like felt really depressed. And I was like, I felt very seen and I was really thankful that she reached out to me and yeah, I don't know. I just, I'll, if you live in Albuquerque and you're listening to this, good for you. <laughs> Kudos to you. Albuquerque is sad and that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I've got, I've got no horse in this race. Um, but that kind of ties into what I want to talk about briefly. You know, you were out traveling, you went on two different trips, and I was here working, yeah, doing the usual day to day thing. And so, I was having this conversation with a co worker, and obviously, everything is Zoom and Slack now, at least for me. I, I think that's what a lot of businesses are using, but that's certainly what my office uses, and so, um. I think I said something about, uh, oh, it's, you know, 
it doesn't feel that long ago. We've only been working at home since since March, and they pointed out, but it's going to be March in yeah in like two weeks. And I was like, oh yeah, so it's been a year. It's been a year. Um, yeah, yeah. And so then I realized I've been working at working from home for a year, mm-hmm. and somewhere down the line we will go back in person. I know people, in fact, uh, neighbors upstairs from me. Uh, one of them, their office is just—they're not going to do it. They're going to be all remote. So you know, the world Forever. is changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, my uncle is experiencing the same thing. His office—they're just not going to pay rent on the office. They're going to dissolve that, and it's all going to be remote. And what he does is kind of coding and engineering, and likewise for my neighbors. So it—it it makes sense. But my my uncle is using that opportunity to move to the other side of the country. So you know. Uh, right. There's certainly opportunities popping up, but if you're just doing the day in day out and you have been working from home and even if it works for you and everything, I've just been kind of, I've been thinking about how we're a year in and what have, what have we learned? What have we gained? What have we done with that year? Mm. Because I think from the outset, when it started to become more clear that this is not going to get better by the fall, I, I remember, remember having um, a concert ticket for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds in late September. And I bought that ticket probably yeah. early February. Right. And I said, well, you know, and when I was buying that ticket, COVID was in the news and it was like, this might be a problem for a few weeks, but I said, it'll probably blow over by the fall. And obviously, right. so, yeah. you know, here we are and I'm kind of taking a look around at people our age and what they've done with the past year. And I think it's kind of revealing of how people spend their time Mm. Um, where their interests lie, what passions they have, what things yes. they do by themselves, you know. Um, and to make themselves feel better. Yeah, which is which is a huge point because I think right now, collectively, everyone's going through a general depression uh, mm. to m- some extents more than others. You know, some people do not have the luxury of being able to work from home. Some right. people, they're in the service industry. They're just, sorry, yeah. we don't need front of house. We just need cooks to do take-home meals. You know, there are so many different layers to this. Um, stimulus checks just have not really happened, uh, at least in America. So things are not great. And I realize that I'm speaking from a position where I do have the ability to still earn a paycheck and do meaningful work, work that I enjoy. Um, but I think for a lot of people, they're experiencing a sense of depression that they've never felt before because I think a lot of people haven't really gone through something that is kind of a major depressive episode before. Um, Yeah. I I think that there's definitely people our age and a little bit younger and even people older who have never gone through grief in this way or any way. And yet prolonged grief, yeah, prolonged grief. And you know, the, the loss of, a way of living is definitely uh, a reason to have grief. And yeah, it's very hard. The collective grief is is palpable. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think what's interesting about this is certainly when you when you have a big breakup or you lose a close relative or something, you know, there's something uh, emotionally traumatic that happens to you. 
theoretically, you can continue on with your way of life. You're not going to enjoy things the way you used to. Theoretically, you could. Generally, it doesn't happen because motivating yourself to get out of bed and do those things is very difficult. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are having difficulty realizing the condition that they're in because Mm -hmm. for many people, you know, they haven't really lost on that level. It's a little more of like, well, I can't go on vacation or I can't go to a bar or something. There are a lot of people experiencing it on a very more surface level. Yeah. And And there are people who have lost relatives. Many people have lost relatives. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the part that stings and is really, really valid, but I'm, I'm talking more for the people that just like, yeah, their Friday night might be inconvenienced because they can't go and get a couple bud heavies or whatever. Yeah. Um, for them, it's it's hard to contextualize, like, why do I feel so bad? Because I think you are going through this and being inconvenienced, it's, it's not like you've had something really ripped out that's never going to be the same again. There There's doubt and there's uncertainty. But for a lot of these people, um, I think it, it gives place to this sense of, like, ennui or boredom. Yeah. And the struggle to figure out how do I replace the time that I used to spend doing X with Y? What is Y and what do I do? Um, I think a lot of people are having a difficult time having that internal conversation with themselves, if they're having that conversation at all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we were talking the other day about you go on the various dating apps because how else do you meet people right now, right? Yeah. And it's like, this wasteland of because everyone everyone's on there yeah and so many people not everyone that's kind of the point is like well at least in my i just got like tinder again like two days ago or something and i just the people who are on there to me seem like people who mostly like are like irresponsible when it comes to covid and are right. maybe desperate so the pool is a little different than it was it seems like there are more people or at least those people that are irresponsible with themselves and others yeah we're not, we're not as apparent before because you didn't have this kind of filtration of covid but there are just so many people out there that's like, yeah, I spend my nights getting high watching Netflix with my cat. And, yep. you know, maybe they did that before COVID. Exactly. Yes, they, they did. They, they probably did. But like now, I don't know. Um, I don't want to go into dating and like the last okay. few people I was seeing too much. I, I really okay. don't. Um, then don't. But I just... I don't know. It feels, it feels like this is a way of showing where people's interests really lie. If they're yeah. really like, if if they truly are content with getting high and watching Netflix with their cat every night or something or whatever, yeah, um, then that's boring to me. It's so boring. It is so boring, and and it's not a personality. I guess it is a personality trait, but it's no, so- no, 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 no. Don't I wouldn't. Don't give them that. No, I, it I, is because it's just so like the, sad. Though it's so sad, but it's like you're you're on the apps and the, like the 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 bio will, will be like four twenty and Netflix, and it's like 
Uh-huh. Anything else? <laughs> I just I just to me like like that and SpongeBob memes are not a replacement for uh going on hikes or liking to paint or having yeah. an interest in film. I don't know, just like yeah anything hobbies hobbies like actual things to fill your time that um i i don't know it's kind of perplexing yeah these people have Uh, no hobbies and it's just like netflix (laughs) right and and you start feeling internally like is it me or is it them oh it's them it's (laughs) It's them it's it's definitely them i feel that way too though every time i date someone and i'm like start feeling like it's not working or something i i immediately go to like oh it's my fault i'm I'm just not compatible with anyone and it's like no it's not just that it's like there's a lot of very there's a lot of different kinds of people in this world i think it's true that the older you get the more like set in your ways you are but the also more like self-aware you are hopefully I'm like, you do know what you want and you know what you don't want. And it like sucks because you have to break up over and over and over again. But right. Or worry about settling or worry about settling. But then like ultimately, hopefully it leads somewhere. And maybe that's by yourself and that's fine, too. But yeah, the, the one caveat I will say is, you know, doing this for a year, it is difficult. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It is difficult to uh, break out of repetition. I find yes. that you know I've never been a TV person. Yeah. So recently, I watched all of the original series of Star Trek, and I'd like to talk about that in depth on another episode. Yeah. But that was something. It's like without COVID, I probably would have never done that because I would have looked that looked at that and said, "Okay, that's a lot of time to sink into that. I'm not going to do that." Um, I started watching Twin Peaks now. Similar mm-hmm. thing. I always wanted to do that, but I said, "I just I don't have the time for that." Right. Um, I've been able to go through a lot of my backlog for books to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, been taking taking care of a lot of that. Even some video games that I bought that like once a month i'll turn on the tv and play something so it's you know having a a list of of things you want to get accomplished i find is really helpful yes and Um, that's why i have a i have a um agenda book that i just every single day i'm like i'm doing these things and maybe i don't get them all done or maybe i get them done and add things but you're you're really good at writing stuff down and that's definitely influenced me um because I didn't even have a journal or anything right. until September. And since I started doing that, I feel so much better. Journaling is so important. It's, it, it, it is really, really hard is. to start. And people will talk about like, oh, I can't like pick up a, a journaling like practice. And it's like, I don't journal every day at all. But I have consistently journaled, like even if it's just sometimes it's every day for a few days and then sometimes it's once a month. So, and I've done that consistently since uh, I've had a I've done it consistently since like 2016 or 2017 but I've had like it all in one file since like late 2018 yeah see I I write a journal entry every night 
That's good. But it's not always super in-depth. I've got a different book that I do for more in-depth stuff. But just Mm -hmm. to keep a record, because there are so many times, even going back to various summers or something, where I I really wish I could have jotted down what I did because I just had a great time or whatever, and I I never did. So I'm glad I've started to do that. Um, yeah that totally. just anything to break up the mundane and yes so for me it's it's journaling it's going through my book log it is uh trying to cook more than just the same three easy things do i do it because i feel like it or because i know i need to put a difference in my routine um yeah. i i find the same thing with clothes like i could just wear a t-shirt and a hoodie all day but i want to feel yeah. I know you get dressed up. I wish that I had the motivation to get dressed up. I I need to just because I feel kind of schlebby if I... I put on jeans. I put on jeans every single day. Yeah, for for me, putting on... But I also wear a t-shirt and like a flannel every single day. (laughs) Yeah, I I just, I need to, whatever it is, I, I can do like a day or two of kind of around the housewear, but some days I get... Like I put on a nice dress shirt and like nice pants and stuff, even if I'm just at the computer working, because I just, part of it is it helps me get into that mindset of being at work and not at home. Yeah. Which is its own thing, but right. I don't know. It's, again, I understand it's tough to juggle, but um, I, I think all in all, this kind of reveals people's various drives. Right. right? Yeah. And an ability to work with within their means. And also the last thing I'll say on this is I think it also reveals how people view things outside their own life and mm-hmm. um, how we may have these shared experiences. Mm-hmm. We're kind of all in this together. Yeah. Some, th- some things can be much worse for other people. I lost yes. two different grandparents uh, in late fall and then yeah. over the winter. And going not through that, to COVID. no, not to COVID, but going through that experience is always yeah. difficult, yeah. but going through that with COVID on top of that and having to go into, you know, go into a room wearing a mask mm-hmm. uh, to see someone say goodbye to them. You can't have the whole family there yeah. because of social distancing. I mean, that adds so many layers and yeah. it's going to be really weird down the line to think of my last moments with my grandparents and think about that I had to do it from yeah. a distance and wearing a mask, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's the type of thing that for me puts a lot of perspective into yeah. this. It's like, well, it can yeah. always be worse for someone. So. Yeah. You just reminded me too, though, that like, you know, t- in the winter of 2019, like a year ago, I was having a lot of anxiety about going home for the holidays for Christmas and um, you know I always have anxiety about going home but since my partner and I broke up I felt like it was harder my long-term partner and I broke up I felt like it was harder because I didn't have anyone like on my team kind of to just be like is this crazy this is crazy right (laughs) it's not just me and after the winter of 2019, like, I'm not going to go into details, but there was some drama at my house. And I was like, I'm not coming home anymore. And like, in some ways, like, I'm not thankful for COVID, but COVID is 
helped me not feel like I had to go home because my mom was like, Christmas is canceled. So then I didn't have to go home. And I don't really plan on going home for the holidays ever again because it's just way too stressful. And um, Yeah, so on a different note, like the last time I saw my loved ones was not in a mask. Um, but, and my, you know, not just my loved ones, but my family who are not my loved ones. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, it kind of has given me an excuse to like break the bonds of like toxic fam familial relationships, which is good. And Joe Biden's a president. We didn't mention that, but oh yeah, Bo Jibin. He's Bo Jibin. Bo Jibin's a new premier. So that's cool. I, I like that. Uh, <laughs> I I like that we went such a long time without an episode, and that forty-seven. A, a new a new president of the United States is the last thing on our minds. <laughs> Boy. You know I'm not political. I try, but well, I am, it's, it's just I am and I'm not. It's amusing. I am political, but it's amusing that so much happened um yeah. between November and January. Yeah. And yet so much also happened in our personal lives that it's right. we, we didn't really have the energy to <laughs> I the wasn't winter even... is stressful like listeners we feel you we this is a really hard time to be a person it is winter and it is covid um as my guitar teacher always says let me affirm your sense of reality <laughs> it's mm. fucking hard this is really hard um you know i things will get better I yeah that, that's the hope <laughs> i i think on that note if we want to wind it down so this episode has been really morbid and sad um and i want things to end on a lighter note um and be a little more entertaining and fun and get everyone's spirits up so i'm just gonna um, be very honest and say that I recently bought the Hitachi Magic Wand because um, I've just been thinking about it for a long time and it's COVID and I don't have any partners right now. And it's it's not actually called the Hitachi Magic Wand anymore. It's just called Magic Wand. And if you don't know what this is, I recommend you look it up. But it's basically a, it's a big massager. Sorry. Um, um, muscle cramps and shoulder pain uh, from the makers of the same people that make ballistic missile systems, uh, yes. televisions, mm -hmm. uh, software, and the Hitachi Magic Wand. But people use it to relax in other ways, <laughs> genitally. <laughs> um, so I bought it. Um, because, like I said, it, it had been on my mind for a little while. And I keep buying these battery, these, like, battery-powered ones. Um, 
I, I shouldn't say I keep buying them. I bought two after my breakup and it's been two years or more than that. And their battery is like crapping out. And this one plugs into the wall. And if you've watched Sex in the City, Samantha uses it in the show. This is like her special friend that she has. The, throughout. the famous Hitachi wand from the best selling TV show, Sex in the City. <laughs> it's the only place where people know the Hitachi wand from. Well, if you're older and you're not, I don't know, anyway. Hitachi's been around since the 60s. Okay, I did. <laughs> Anything else? I'm just saying. Okay, so we're going to read some blind Amazon reviews of this product um, because they're hilarious. I'm sure you've seen some online because sometimes they, like, find their way into meme pages, but... Um, so yeah, I'm going to read the positive ones and then Justin's going to read the negative ones. All caps. Do not buy this unless you want to catch on fire. That's the title. <laughs> Today, my Hitachi electrocuted my thigh just as I turned it on and almost caught me on fire when only two seconds later, it started throwing flames out the back of the cord into my face and onto my clothing and hair. <laughs> Not only did it burn my shirt and my leg, but it nearly caught my bed on fire, but thank God it tripped the breaker and so the power cut off. It was really terrifying. I went online and turns out there are over 700 people, all caps, whose Hitachis had done the same thing and yet they have done nothing to address this serious all caps, safety hazard. I've had this for two years and until the cord caught fire, it showed absolutely no signs of malfunction. Thank God I was not more seriously electrocuted slash burned when they have exposed wires that were not noticeable until they very closely inspected prior to its malfunction, came in contact with my skin and burned me, all caps. Do not buy this until they have addressed the issues, two exclamation marks, one star. Oh my God. Changed my life, five stars. First off, full disclosure, I'm a cis male. This was my first Hitachi and I actually bought it to use with my girlfriend, but being that I enjoy a little backdoor action and I'm the adventurous sort, I decided to give it a give it a little try myself. Y'all, dot dot dot. If you possess a prostate, I cannot stress enough how much shoving this thing where the sun don't shine changed my life. Oh my god, he put this in his butt put it inside <laughs> he put it inside How? The, i mean lube it's pretty it's, big it's pretty big let me tell you mm. high didn't work as well but low had immediate powerful and messy effects on my body i've never been so empty in my life just roll a condom on it and keep it clean and sanitary. Pop it in, lean it against the right spot, and prepare to forget how to speak before seeing God. Uh, good dude, by the way. Nice beard. 10 out of 10. Can't recommend enough. Girlfriend also enjoyed it. Oh. Yeah, I just, you know, I've, I've seen these things um, in the wild while doing field research and they're pretty big so i don't know how he it's big yeah i, I don't know how he, he he's really talking about insertion isn't he yes That's he said put a condom though. on it and pop That's, it in i don't want to know uh, how how long it took him to get to that level of um elasticity oh my god oh, okay boy. read another one because i have another one three stars not the same as the original 
This is not the same as before. It's not as heavy. The vibration's not as strong. Even the cord seems a lot less durable. It's thinner. It seems as though it can wear fairly quickly when storing. It's just not the same as before. Yeah, it being not as heavy may seem like a plus to some. However, I think it had a lot to do with how it actually felt. I remember mm. reading another review saying it would probably satisfy someone who's never experienced the original, but not those who has the pleasure of owning the first generation. And this is so true. I'll keep it, but sometimes I really kick myself for spending money on what I thought would be the original. Okay. Five stars. My girlfriend loves it. She uses it for her back pain, quote unquote. Boy, she quivering and squirming within five seconds. She always looking like her soul left to the fifth dimension and came back. Reborn. This will beat the devil out that old carcass and purify her soul. Get it now. Three stars. All caps. Weak. <laughs> Weaker than I need. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> was hoping that paying more would give me a better product, but it didn't. Barely adequate unless you only use it for your sore back. Oh. And then here's another three stars. Okay. Extremely bigger than I thought. Laughing, crying emoji. Love that it's very powerful, but it's hard to hide. LOL. It is hard to hide. Let me tell you. LOL. LOL. Gets the wife off in a hurry. Five stars. Authentic, reliable, unending pleasure. Want to be serenaded by sweet sounds of bees? Massaging your muscles. I know why you are looking at this. Wait, I know why you are looking at this. Just play along. Imagine your muscles being so vis viciously massaged you can't stop uncontrollably shaking. The bed wet from all your sweat and the drink you spilled between your legs somehow. Amazing quality. Authentic. Cheap. um yeah thanks for listening sorry it's been a while again um if you like our show please subscribe and rate us on apple podcasts or spotify um and you can also listen to us on our podbean page um if you're a podbean person which i have met a few of you out there um and please 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 tell your friends about us um we want more listeners is that so wrong uh yeah anything else justin nope that's it all right time to eat time to eat